If your metro don't trust you, I'm gon' shut you Beautiful morning, hear the sound of my morning, babe Nothing on What's up? It's Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I'm Pat Sheen with my co-host Dave Martinson. Dave, what's going on, man? We got our Emmy picks pretty accurate. Not too bad. You called Kate McKinnon. Great call. We both got Best Actress wrong, though. The Orphan Black Girl. Shout out. I think we mentioned Tatiana. her, but didn't give her much of a... Actually, I think you said she might have been a Dark Horse last yeah, year. Yeah, like, but I, I said it was like, happy to be here, glad you got nominated. Right. But yeah, I was very satisfied with the Emmys. I know you didn't watch them live, but... I was I very satisfied the with your live tweeting, Dave. You did a great job, man. Did my best at NostalgiaPod on Twitter. If you want to go check out those tweets and see them not in real time, you can do that. Make sure you follow us. Yeah, shout out Jimmy Kimmel. The one bit with Matt Damon coming in to roast him for not winning Variety Talk series. It's a great running joke. Hilarious. We can watch that on Jimmy Kimmel's YouTube page. That was really good. Matt Damon, low-key, like, really funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's just a really talented guy in general, and I think it's a really, it's a funny bit because it's something that's unique for them. No other late night host has a similar kind of back and forth with any big celebrity like that. But there were a lot of good moments from the Emmys when I was catching up. I was wondering, what, what stood out to you as like the moment of the night? Hmm, that's a good one. I mean, I was personally most happy, most elated when Rami Malek did in fact win Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama. Mm-hmm. Because as we talked about last week at SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod, he's going up against quite a murderous row of other actors. Absolutely. Many of which had already been nominated before. So the fact that Rami Malek won as a first-time nominee for a the first season of a show is kind of historic and also awesome because he was so deserving. And he gave like a really awesome speech. Yeah, and he had a really awesome reaction. You can tell he was just genuinely, like, surprised. When he got up there and the first thing he said is, are you seeing this too? Yeah, great reaction. Perfect. I mean, you can also watch, everyone has a backstage interview with the press after they win. He also gave a good speech there. He actually thanked the media for taking the time to really write about the show in such detail, which he's like, that's without that happening, we wouldn't be here. So I really like that. Also, my other favorite moment was... When Alan Yang and Aziz Ansari won Best Writing for a Comedy for Master of None, mm-hmm. Alan Yang gave a fantastic speech oh, about Asians and how there's the same amount of Asians in America as Italians. And he's like, yeah, Italians have good fellows in The Godfather and Casino, and Asians we have blah, blah, blah. He's like, just a few more Asian families, give your kids a garage band or a pen and paper and one less violin and we'll be in a great place. Hmm. Fantastic speech, and it really goes off Master of None, where Dev's friend was a good-looking Asian dude who was good with the ladies. Get right. one, once again, non-stereotype. Right, absolutely. So I was really happy for them. Yeah, I, I think two other moments really stood out, and they were both speeches to me. Kate McKinnon's speech, very endearing, very heartfelt, and you could just see the moment was overwhelming for her, but also, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a star already. She's yeah. going to be a, a star moving forward. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus... Had a really emotional speech, mentioned her dad, but I think when she talked about how, uh, or she apologized for Veep normalizing the absurdity of Mm. politics now, especially in this uh, election cycle, was a a really funny uh, observation. Yeah. And uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus Veep, they're just a juggernaut at this point. I mean, for her fifth time winning for the role... I'm happy she had a good speech. So, you know, that's pretty Finally, good. finally. Uh, anything else to say to you about the Emmys? Louis Anderson winning for Baskets to start off the night. Did right. not see that coming. And I guess that kind of was a tale of what to come with Orphan Black and Mr. Robot doing well. But Fargo, man. Shut real, out. Sh- shut out. I have a bad feeling that if Fargo continues for a few more years, it's the new Americans in terms of all the praise and no love. But I also saw it coming because it was OJ. Right. The, and the Emmys, I mean... They matter, but they don't. 
Well, I, I think Emmys is the most important award show. Really? Because the Emmys, closest to award uh, giving out awards for that honor both what the fans are into and what the critics like. Mutual exclusive thing. Grammys, a lot of times it is out of touch. Ugh. Oscars, the most popular movies that are the most popular movies with fans are never honored, whether they're good or not. But the Emmys actually, I think, really kind of hit that sweet spot. And this award show in particular kind of showed them moving past the whole honoring like a body of work and right. giving people multiple wins year after year after year. But that being said, you know, Veep still wins, Game of Thrones still wins. So it's not like they still have those old habits. But right. the Emmys are my favorite of the major awards. Golden that. Globes for me. Yeah, they, they're always they're always the most fun. Well, everyone's just drunk. Right? Exactly, it's awesome. <laughs> actually, that actually brings me to something I wanted to, to mention. Kimmel's opening video and then his opening monologue were both really well done. Yeah, uh, he incorporated a lot of long-standing shows like Veep and also Jeb Bush making a actually yeah, a really that was funny great. Uh, cameo. Also, initially, he brings out the Stranger Things kids to hand out PB and J juice. On their bikes. And I was like, okay, one-upping the Ellen DeGeneres at the Oscars bit with the pizza. But then he goes back to it. He goes to David Schwimmer, and he's like, juice? (laughs) And he pulls out another one, juice? Juice? (laughs) That was really good. Also, shout-outs for going with Sterling K. Brown for people versus OJ over more known actors like Schwimmer and John Travolta. Sure, absolutely. Once again, it was a great job by them. Something we talked about on a past podcast, soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod. Called out Oscar So White. He said, we're, yeah. we're the most diverse award show, so much so that the Oscars say that we're their best friend. <laughs> Very funny joke. Yeah. Uh, well, well delivered, way better than I could. But yeah, the Emmys, I'm sad I missed it. Not that sad, though, because the Red Sox beat the Yankees and a comeback. Your lasting memory of David Ortiz in person is striking out to Blake Parker, of all people. On three pitches. Was it was three pitches? Yeah, it was, wow. it nice. was not good. And, but the whole stadium was... We'll talk about that off pod. Moving on. <laughs> uh, a couple albums came out. We teased them last week. That's right. Mac Miller and Luna George. Where do you want to start with this? I'll talk about Mac Miller real quick. As I said last week, SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod, which, by the way, we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Get it how you like. Just make sure you get it. Mac Miller's fourth studio album, The Divine Feminine. Solid, concise, ten tracks. This is a concept album through and through about the female form. Mac Miller's not trying to define what women are, but rather just appreciating pussy and lovemaking. And mixed results. I kind of like it. Some hits, some misses. Critical reception is generally good. You know, it's not amazing. Because you have to be in the mood for this kind of album. And I, I watched an interview Matt gave for Power 106 on the West Coast. And he was thinking, he was like, you know, he's making this album. Initially going to be EP as he, you know, got more developed, made into an album. Because it really is a concise theme for the whole project. He was thinking, yeah, but where are the bangers? To himself, because that's how people, you know, evaluate rap albums. Right. And truth be told, give him credit because he didn't throw a banger in there or throw a radio hit in there. If there is, if I had the name a banger, it's probably Dang. You know, Dang pre- previously song. single with Anderson Pack. Other than that song, I really like Planet Good Damn. And the last song on the album is called God is Fair, Sexy Nasty, featuring Kendrick Lamar. And this is not Ooh. what you expect. I'll just leave it at that. Not what you expect. I, it's just strange. It's just it's just it's just interesting. It's not Kendrick or Mac going hard bars. I'll say that. But yeah, I think it's definitely a mood listen. Very soulful. Like I said, it's kind of an album of passion, appreciation of the female form. It's pretty cool. I think it's def- it definitely once again. And we've already kind of known this, but hammers home the fact that Mac Miller is a really artistic, creative dude, and he's well beyond his frat rap come up. So I think it's just interesting to. 
check out because he really is a complete artist. Now, this album, you know, it's not a 10 out of 10, but I give him credit for committing to it. In terms of musical, it doesn't sound like, you know, average rap album. It's got a lot of horns, got a lot of saxophones, hmm. background vocals. Oh, he also got Ariana Grande on there, his current girlfriend. Nice. Decent song. Got CeeLo Green on there. You know, good for Mac Miller. I, yeah. I remember when Blue Slide Park came out. I think that's the last Mac Miller album I like. That's his first album. Through. Yeah. That's his first album? Yes. I thought he had well, mixtapes before, right? Yeah, Kids, Blue, okay. and Best Day Ever, most gotcha. well-known. Right. I mean, that's a pretty good album. I, I, oh, he's so much different now. Oh, absolutely. 2013, yeah. second album comes out, Watch mm-hmm. Movie Sound Off. Then he has Faces, which comes out, mixtape 2014, where he's really drugged up. He, Mac Miller's actually sober now. He was talking all about oh, that, gotcha. so good for him. And it also is really funny because he's done all this. He had a very accomplished career already. $10 million record deal with Atlantic. He's 24. So, you know, shout out to him. Get yeah, it. Absolutely. So, moving on to the other album that came out, Luna George, I Remember. Yeah. follow-up to their freshman body music in 2013, 2014. I wasn't overwhelmed by this album. It's got a lot of variety. It had a lot of variety for sure. So I feel like there's always there's something for everyone on this in terms of EDM. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because I feel like it fluctuates between like almost a major laser type noise on some or sound on some songs. You can hear like a lean on influence. Yeah, Yeah. and then some songs I feel like it's pretty much straight R&B, maybe with some za like uh, influence in there. Well, the way she sings, it's kind of like synth poppy. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think it kind of speaks to Luna France's kind of versatility with singing because some of these songs are slower more minimalist right. beats and other other ones are very upbeat very high energy choruses which she really shines on but yeah it's kind of well, i don't want to say it's all over the place but just a lot of different directions in terms of the kinds of songs that are on the album yeah and there were there were some good songs i mean full swing the first song i thought was really grabbed me which With I my was, guy pell yeah he was yeah, that that whole song i thought was a really good song also i'm in control and i remember were songs that stood sure. out to me yeah previously um, released singles yeah but they all sound incredibly different like you mentioned but i don't think they're a song i would throw on a playlist and be like i can't wait to listen to that song tomorrow i really like jealous i think that's a playlist hmm. song that uh, i mentioned me what i mean a few times already really like that the album version actually has a extra bridge from Maluna on there which i noticed which is cool i mean both of these albums this is what 12 songs and Mac Miller's 10. They're both very, very quick listens. They're both on Spotify. Play around with them. Pick a song or two. Just yeah. get a feel for it. I think they're worth checking out. Yeah, I think if you, uh, at least I can speak for the Luna and George, if you want to access it, I think uh, I'm in control is probably a good place to start. It's sure. the first single off the album. So. Yeah, with Hopkin. So now we want to move on to a very sad segment. You know, we're not above delving into the uh, the, the back pages of the Daily News, so to speak. Yeah. And, Shout out uh, all our Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise coverage. Yeah, absolutely. If you missed out on that, go get it. Also, our Hindle Swift. Uh, Hiddle. Hiddle Swift, you're right. Oh. Hiddle Swift. Speaking of power couple sending. Yeah. Brangelina, man. End of an era. What the fuck, man? So when we were, when we were young, we, young. Were, we were youngins back in high school. Brad and Angelina were, were tearing apart Brad and Jennifer Aniston's marriage. This is before high school, dude. For you. This was like 2003. Was it 2000? Yeah. It had to be like 2004. What? No, I guess they got married probably like a year or two after, right? Well, no, they they have, they actually had a 10-year relationship. They didn't actually get married until two years ago. Gotcha. Found out. Okay. But yeah, they have six kids. They adopted all those kids. No, three of their own. Well, yeah, they adopted, they adopted some kids. They have right. six total kids. It's kind of sad because it's like... Yeah. Well, it, they were kind of like the model of consistency, man. So like uh, killing it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, Angelina Jolie's been directing movies, not Angelina, acting as much. Angelina is a weird, weird broad. Also, 
hot take. I don't think she's that attractive. She's older now. Even back in her prime, I, I didn't think she was. You didn't like her in Tomb Raider? OG uh, Tomb Raider? Of, of course she's hot as Laura Croft. Laura Croft's always hot. Yeah. I think I just always thought of her as the video game Laura Croft, which just a 10. But, nice. Uh, Straight lines. <laughs> pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's many reports about this. So yeah. Some, some people say, That's actually what's most interesting to me, if I yeah. have to be honest. There, there's like two... The kids will be fine. Right. I mean... <laughs> yeah, wealthy parents. Well, jo- Jolie put in there that she wants sole custody of all six. Do you think Brad's really going to fight her for that? I mean, he's a Hollywood playboy. Do you think he wants to be raising a child? Is he a playboy, though? He is. Absolutely. Even... I don't believe that they've been monogamous throughout this whole relationship in the first place. Well, that's kind of where the all the rumors are at, that he's not been faithful. Right. Who's his Becky with the good hair fat? It's Marion Cotillard. Cotillard? Cotillard? Uh, it's some French name. Talia al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talia al Ghul is, is his fling now. Wow. So they're, they're in a movie called Allied coming out this fall. We'll preview it in just a second. Yeah, it's coming out this Friday, I think, right? Oh, yeah, so it's coming out <laughs> literally this fall. And apparently they're, they're having an affair. Apparently Angelina Jolie hired a private eye to follow her, follow Brad and figure that out. However... That's some crazy shit. There's also a rumor that the private eye uncovered that Pitt drugs and booze is too much and that might be why there's irreconcilable differences between them in terms of parenting i mean how much parenting were they doing good question the ringer posts an article throwing out many options of this question who is the new premier power is it an easy answer is it jay-z and beyonce is it somebody else is it whoever taylor swift's dating because uh... that's what we care about is it kim and kanye is it ryan gosling and eve mendes are they dating they have two kids what yeah Ever since a drive, they were in. Wait, were they in drive together? Got you. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the newest power couple is. I mean, I think Jay Z and Beyonce, but it seems like they are having their own marital issues. Are they though? We talked about that before, but calculated move that lemonade was. That lemonade. Beyonce gets all the female solidarity that she would have got by splitting with Jay Z, Mm -hmm. but she still protects the brand. Right. Lemonade. It could be Kim and Kanye. I mean, they're pretty much impenetrable. I mean, yeah. Kanye's just... They really are, dude. Well, Ka- uh, Kanye is very penetrable. Kim is not penetrable at all. And she, she really wears pants in that family. By the way, shout out Kanye for just cutting off Kid Cudi. After oh, I was actually going to talk about this. I thought I was a little too old. Yeah. Kid Cudi really pissed me off, dude, with those comments. I mean, his first two albums She's were She's so fucking off good. base. Like, the nerve. The nerve of that guy. Bro, your last album, which, what's, what's, what's think? Speeding Bullet to Heaven, last fall, like 18 songs, you produced every one of them, you're the only one with vocals. The album is hot garbage. Not mixed <laughs> reviews. Not mixed hot reviews. garbage. Shit reviews. This is, this, these are two out of tens. One out of tens. Not good reviews. So you have the nerve to call out people for having people work with them on music? Last time I checked, collaboration is a good thing in art. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wait, I mean, what, what's this is not a direct comparison, but if Steven Spielberg has someone write his screenplay, is he cheating now? Like, I just don't understand. It Pe- would be like if people said J. Cole was a good artist. I mean, I mean people like J. Cole, I mean, but no, <laughs> for I, good reason. Shout out Shay Serrano. Yeah, Shay Serrano hates J. Cole. Hates J. Cole. No, I, I don't know. It's it's just Kid Cudi hasn't really been that relevant unless he's in a Kanye song for a while. I mean, I also kind of feel bad for him because he's, you know, he's, he has his own demons. Everybody does. But, like, he obviously lets it show. So I just hope he, you know, gets himself right. He's been prone to having an outburst like a Kanye, like a Lupe Fiasco from time to time anyway. But it just, it just kind of makes me sad because, like, back in Yeezy Season 3, 
Yeah, they were Kanye jumping up and, and down. Cuddy were going to town because the last out. time anyone liked a Cuddy song was "Oh Right, Father Stretched My Hands," a Kanye joint. <laughs> right. And let's see, they already reconciled coming into that after his good music split. So I thought everything was all good. And now you're gonna bring Drake into this? Like, please. <laughs> Drake, who's making an album with with Kanye, gonna destroy. Him. Well, Drake also had a really nice. Re- also, Kanye's uh, speech at his show when he responded mm-hmm. to Cuddy, I thought it was great because he was it was so positive. You're right. Kanye's all Kanye's rants the last two years are positively spun. Mm-hmm. He's not like negative. He's just trying to say, like, hey, I'm trying to you know you know bring art negativity. to art to the people. Why are you trying to bring a brother down <laughs> stuff like that? And then Drake, you know, being the corny guy that he is, rips off OT Genesis and he's like. Cuddy, you wait too high. You need to cut it. <laughs> oh my god! Right. I was like, all right, Jake, perfect. Just, just what we needed from you. We've spoken way too much yeah. about Kid Cuddy. Cuddy, make a project we care about. Your expected double album. I'm not excited about. Mm-hmm. Way too long. Anyway, send enough. us your thoughts on why Brangelina broke up at NostalgiaPod on Twitter. So moving on, Friday, I guess maybe it already started. Is fall movie season? Yeah, I guess technically it started last weekend or two weekends ago with Sully. Sure. We're going to do a kind of an in or out, sort of stealing this from The Ringer since they stole our idea for an Emmys pod. Shame. Yeah. For shame. Give them the shame bell. Yeah, we're just going to go through everything of note that we want to mention, basically from September till the end of the year. Right. Five quick movies we're going to do, just in or out. We're not even going to really dive too deep unless there's something you really want to add. Rogue One, we're in. Yeah. Magnificent well, Seven, we're in. That's coming up soon. It is coming up soon. and I Next think, weekend. I think it's going to be great. Anton Fuqua's directing it. Train Day, mm-hmm. and Nick Palazzotto, Palazzotto wrote it, who did the first season of True Detective. Detective. Yeah, it'll be good. I mean, it's a remake of an old movie. Great cast, we talked yeah, about before. Fantastic cast. The remake of a remake, which is inspired by Seven Samurai, so don't shut up about remakes, it doesn't apply here. <laughs> it's all fair game if you're remaking a remake. Except when it's Ben-Hur. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed, in or out? In. I really want it to be good because of what it represents for video game movies. I'm in as well. That comes out the week after Rogue One in December. Doctor Strange, I know you're in. Marvel. I'm gonna maybe see it when it comes out to maybe streaming. See. You're gonna see it. I probably will only so that I know what to talk about. Landy Cumberbatch, Chichwell Edge of Four, Tilda Swinton, Rachel McAdams, and Mads Mikkelsen. Bro. Come on, <laughs> Moving on, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I know you want to talk about this one a little bit. I'm going to give you one minute on it. I'm in. David Yates directing it. He did the last four Harry Potters. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have to tone down. Screenplays by J.K. Rowling. Granted, she also helped make Cursed Child, which is getting mixed reviews. Got mm-hmm. mixed reviews. Sure. They're old now. But the cast is actually low-key good. I didn't realize it was this good. Eddie Redmayne, we know. Colin Farrell, we know. Also has John Voight. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz. Ron Perlman, and Ezra Miller, oh, DC's Flash to be. Really? I didn't see him in any of the previews, but that, that's really cool. Yeah. He's a really good uh, actor. He's very young, upcoming. He was killed it in Purse Being a Wallflower. Looks like he's going to be a great Flash. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. It's yeah. it's Harry Potter world. It's magic world. Uh, I'm going to go be a 13-year-old again and watch it. So so where do you want to start in terms of going through these? Sully, I mean, have you seen it? have not seen it yet. Are you going to see it? I'll see it eventually, yeah. In theaters, out of theaters? Out of theaters, probably. Yeah, uh, I'm Clint Eastwood directing it. He's low-key directed like 40 movies already. Yeah. Did not know that. <laughs> uh, I'm probably out on Sully. I didn't actually think we need the movie this soon. but that, That's actually going to be a theme of movies coming up, especially with, with you, Peter Berg. Shame on you, Peter Berg. Mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch it because it's getting good reviews. I wasn't super interested in it. 
Uh, it it just kind of reminds you of Captain Phillips, right? To be honest, but different it, director. And but. to be honest, I know what happens. I don't. I don't. I don't care. He landed a plane. Everybody was okay for the most part. But he could have went back to the airport, dude. Why did he land in <laughs> water? But what about the birds? That's what we need to know about. Snowden. Do you like his, his accent? No. That, that uh, was pretty good, right? Was yeah. Good? <laughs> I will see this eventually. I know my mom wants to see it. I haven't Shout seen... out Dave's mom, Bob. <laughs> I haven't seen Citizen Four, the Oscar-winning documentary about Snowden. But this isn't a documentary. This is a biopic. This is about more of Snowden's life than just him turning over the evidence to the Guardian. That being said, Snowden's kind of getting... It's getting decent reviews as like a you know the melodrama that it is the problem is it's not doing well at the box office it bombed under 10 million to open but it's got a good cast i like exactly yeah, it's oliver stone oh yeah i mean oliver he's stone, not what he used he, to be he's yeah but it's also apparently very clearly oliver stone you can tell in the, in the shooting but yeah i'll see that eventually as well i'm not gonna help them at the box office though no sorry me either real quick another september movie that already came out the light between the oceans michael fassbender and alicia vikander Real love still exists on screen. Brad and Angelina get back together. They might be the power couple. If they stay together, that's a force. We need Fassbender to get an Oscar. He's got nominated a few times. He will. He will. He should have won for jobs last year. He should have won for 12 Years a Slave, I'm being honest. He Mm. was a really disgusting racist guy in that. And it was really good. And it's really hard to find those in America. Yep, that's enough of that. (laughs) So why don't we just run through a couple here. The Accountant, in or out. Did not know anything about this for a long time. (laughs) But... It's got two of my... It's actually got a lot of people I'm into. Ben Affleck, Anna Kendrick, John Bernthal, J.K. Simmons, who's killing it. Jeffrey yeah. Tambor, yeah. leaving TV for a hot minute. <laughs> and let's not forget, John Lithgow, the old dude in Interstellar. Mm-hmm. More importantly, Lord Farquaad Shrek. How can you go wrong with this movie? <laughs> Lord Farquaad. That comes out October uh, 14th. I'm out on it, actually. I'm actually not sure how good it's going to be, but I want to see it. It, it. Honestly, when I first saw it in the trailer, I felt like this was Ben Affleck playing... A role that he thought might get him something different from like the Batman because it's a, obviously a guy who has some kind of mental. Or it should mental be Tom Cruise. It should be Tom Cruise, but also I don't know. I don't, ben Affleck as a, a Aspergery like superhero basically is what we're watching. Apparently, I'm out. All right, September thirtieth, Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, Mark uh, Wahlberg, Peter Berg. About the oil rig that blows up in right. big accident. 2010, this was covered the best by the newsroom. Great episode. Fantastic show. Um, HBO. First season was good. Deep Fantastic Water show Horizon. for three seasons. <laughs> Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg, Kurt Russell. That's, that's John Malkovich. Yeah, that's pretty nice right there. And Kate Hudson as well. But I probably won't go see this I am one. hard out. Don't because give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, unless it's South Park or the newsroom, I don't really want to hear about the oil spill anymore. Call me ignorant. I'm not a gigantic Wahlberg guy. I'm sorry. Wow. Because he plays Wahlberg. You just hate all Boston things, man. Ah, it has nothing to do with that. I love him in The Fighter. But he always plays his, He always plays Wahlberg. Even in that movie, he was just playing Wahlberg. But it worked. <laughs> the problem is I don't need to see Wahlberg go to an oil rig named Deepwater Horizon and be like, Hmm, that's a great name for oil rig. Nothing will go wrong. <laughs> nah, I don't care. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that one. What about Patriot's Day? Let's jump ahead a little bit. Yeah, that's... The other Peter Berg movie. This is the one I want to say fuck you, Peter Berg, about. The same week as Assassin's Creed Passengers, week after Rogue One, December, about the Boston bombing. It's a marathon bombing, which was, what, 2013? Yeah. It's got John Goodman, Kevin Bacon, J.K. Simmons, and Wahlberg. Great cast. I haven't... I think it's a trailer. I haven't seen one, though. I haven't watched it if there is one... I'm not going to see this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's more about the manhunt, getting the 
the bombers. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. What? Well, Maybe. Wasn't there also a movie about 9-11 that came out this year? This year? I'm pretty sure. I mean, back in the day, we had, what, United 93 and World Trade Center. There's a few of those that came out. Those were, like, mid-2000s movies. It was called 9-11. Really? <laughs> yeah, when did it come out? In March this year. I don't think 9-11 movies need to be made anymore. There's also a movie called The 11th coming out next year, which I believe is also about 9-11. Uma Thurman looks to be in it. Interesting. I mean, there hasn't been a Boston bombing movie yet, so this could be the one. You know, the one of one. I don't need to, I don't need to see these things. I lived through it. I don't need to dramatize a, a national tragedy. So, for that, I'm out. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you could say that about all World War II movies, too. You know? I wasn't alive for that, though. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. What about October 7th? Girl on the Train. Emily Blunt. I'm so in on this movie. Justin Theroux, Allison Janney, Luke Evans. Yeah, so in. So This is like Gone Girl again, I think. Exactly what I wrote down. This is Gone Girl 2.0. Actually, maybe even a little bit better because Emily Blunt, I think, is a better actor than Rosamund Pike. Love her and everything she's in. Um, that, that's not taking away from Gone Girl. Gone Girl's fantastic. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> Also, it used Heartless in the trailer, yes. so... I didn't was... catch it at first. It was at the end, right? Uh, no, it was in the whole thing. It was? It, I think it was in, like, the second half. Or maybe it was, like, it was like low volume or something. Yeah. It was, like, subtly in there. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, nice. it, and it was, like, slowed down. Kanye and getting those checks. Yeah, absolutely. Also, shout out Kanye. He was in this and the Assassin's Creed trailer. Oh, yeah. I love so that, power. by the way. It was so funny watching the video game space talking about Kanye. <laughs> they hated Because I was like, you people don't know anything. <laughs> they hated it. Shout out Marty Sleeve, who works at IGN. Definitely listening. <laughs> he, he was He's a big Kanye fan. He was like, I loved Kanye in the chill. It really set the mood. But that was Black Skinhead? Yeah. In the trailer? Right? No, I Am a God. I Am a God, yeah. I thought that was a perfect song, both lyrically and the way that such a gyrated beat like i thought that was awesome really fitting for the trailer knowing both kanye and assassin's creed most people though only have opinion on one or the other Mm -hmm. so anyway girl on the train is a best-selling novel from only last year and it actually set the record in britain it held the hardcover number one spot for 20 weeks which was the overall record so that's pretty cool i'm excited for this because i just think it's gonna be dope it's directed by tate taylor who made The Help back in 2011, you might recall. Mm-hmm. Eli Davis broke out there. And my boy Justin Thoreau from The Leftovers is in this as Emily Blunt's husband, or ex-husband. So, shout out him. Leftovers great show. Looking forward to the third season. Not friend of the show, Adam Mahalik, just asked me if I'm watching Scream Queens right now, which is about the premiere. No, Adam? No, I am not. <laughs> shout out, Adam. I take that back. No shout out, Adam. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to shout out this movie. I got a few more for you. Go ahead. Talk, talk, pick Hackshaw pick Ridge, Mel Gibson directing it, has Andrew Garfield starring in it. And I like one of those people. <laughs> do you, Do you want to tell me which one? I'm gonna guess Mel Gibson. I used to like Mel Gibson. He used to be good. Then he went crazy. Yeah, but isn't every artist crazy? Mel Gibson also hasn't done anything for a long time. Name one artist that ain't crazy, dude. Took a sip of my water instead. <laughs> and Vince Vaughn is also in it. There's also someone else I forgot to write down. Um, Vince Vaughn in a serious role. True Detective season two showed that was really successful. He he's in a he's in a small small bit, but okay. actually, Andrew... I, I actually liked him in True Detective for what it's worth. Wow, interesting. That's a hot take. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> so Andrew Garfield plays Private Doss, who was a World War II soldier that refused to use a weapon in battle and was a medic. So uh, it's interesting. It's a true story it looks. Kind of cheesy in the trailer. Is it a period piece? It's it about is, World War II? Yeah, it's about it's uh, based in World War II. Interesting. I'm uh, already in then. Yeah, uh, I'll probably see it. Mel Gibson, I mean, he directed Braveheart. I give him some, some rope. And Technically a best picture. Him. Not everyone's a fan of that, but hey, 95, what up? Yeah, it was a good movie. You know, I, I feel like the Oscars in the mid-90s had no idea what they were doing. 
How did Forrest Gump yeah. beat out Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption the same year? And the quiz show with the goat John Turturro. Ridiculous. But that's a hell of a class, by the way. <laughs> Actually, yeah. the worst one is Crash winning in 05. Yeah, Everyone hates that, that one. so terrible. Also, a movie called Gold with McConaughey. It's like an art, artsy film, but apparently he has a really crazy body transformation. Probably won't see it. It's about people that go to try to find gold in South America. He already took an L earlier this year with Free State of Jones, mm-hmm. so we'll see. So I, I'll need to hear something good about that before we move on. What's another movie you're looking forward to or not looking for? I had two for you. Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, October 21st. Did you see the first Jack Reacher? Uh, I've, I've seen pieces of it. I just saw it in theater with my old man. Shout out Dave's old man. Tom Cruise in the titular role. There's actually many Jack Reacher books I found out. And Jai Courtney was uh, the kind of bad guy in that back when he was still getting like, <laughs> Great actor. straight leads. Yeah, I love Tom Cruise as an action hero because he's really good at it. He is. They're entertaining movies for what they are. They're Absolutely. action movies. They're fun. Jack Reacher 2. Didn't think we needed one. That being said, trailer looks like more Jack Reacher. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'll eventually see it. Basically, I feel like every Tom Cruise movie... Is, is him just riding a motorcycle. Well, like, <laughs> the last two Mission Impossibles are also phenomenal movies. They're not just good action movies. Right. But, yeah, I, I, I like Tom Cruise. I know a lot of people don't like him, but, I mean, name someone who's better than him in action movies consistently. Mm. Is there really anyone? Matt Damon's the only one that come to mind, but he doesn't do a lot of them. That's a good point. Yeah, the, I mean, he doesn't do straight-up action either. He right. does more serious stuff usually. And maybe The Rock. All right, the, the Rock, I think The Rock is now in contention. Right, Highest but yeah, movie. Tom Cruise, it's like pizza. If it's if yeah. Tom Cruise in an action movie, it's going to be at least somewhat good. Yeah, definitely. All right, what was your second one? Inferno. Do you know anything about this? I don't. Directed by Ron Howard. Is that a volcano movie? No, 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 not at oh, all. Okay. This is a Robert Langdon movie. Do you know what that means? With Tom Hanks? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. This is another Dan Brown thing. book. Another Dan Brown movie. Interesting. Okay. Inferno, did not see it's coming because of, as if we recall... The Da Vinci Code came out in 06. Yeah, pretty good. And Angels and Demons came out in 09. <laughs> Both are phenomenal books. Yeah, absolutely. Angels and Demons books a little different from the movie. Mm-hmm. Still entertained me. Shout out to you, McGregor. Da Vinci Code, also awesome book. You don't have to get religious about it. It's a it's crazy a really story. Book. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Inferno, which is actually the fourth book. There's a book, The Lost Symbol, that we're going to adapt. Didn't do it. Inferno came out only in 2013. And they decided to make the movie Here We Are. Tom Hanks is back. He's got Felicity Jones. Does he have his long mullet like hair? Tom uh, Hanks? Tom Hanks' movie, uh, hair in the movies is always like slick. Oh back, yeah, no, long, I, th- I don't weird. think so, no. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Ron Howard's back doing it. And Tom Hanks, I think, can do Langdon like the back of his hand at this point. Mm, sure. Didn't see it coming. I think it's a little too late to do another one of these. Just because Angels and Demons actually did well because it was close to Da Vinci Code. But isn't that isn't that like a theme in Hollywood at this point where they're gonna do a, a, a sequel? 10, 15 years Funny later. you say that, Shout out Pat. S- Super Troopers too. now filming. Shout out to Bad Santa fucking 2 <laughs> coming out in two months. Did you like the first one? I was in the full thing. Some people, 03 movie. Some people ride hard with that. Shout out Rings coming out, the third Ring movie. First one since 05. And shout out Blair Witch. Not gonna see any of these. Totally The sequel out. to the 1999 Blair Witch Project, one of the most profitable movies of all time. Blair Witch just came out last weekend. I probably won't see any of those movies you just named. But I will see Jack Reacher too. Absolutely. Moana, what do you think? I like strong female protagonists in kids' movies. Shot the kids. I like... This movie's gonna kill. I like Lin-Manuel Miranda writing songs for kids' movies. Yeah. 
Dude, he's, he's everything he touches right now turns to gold. It's gonna be incredible. Except that's all you do with J Lo. Not that good. <laughs> I mean, nef- never nah. mind. <laughs> but also, The Rock is voicing uh, one of the main characters, so it's it's basically everything I like. Great voice. Yeah, great voice for voiceover, just a great actor in general. I'm all in on Moana. There isn't a lot of animated movies in the fall, slash, yeah, in the fall, end of the year, so that has great potential to be a big box office hit, uh, a la Secret Life of Pets, Zootopia, Finding Dory, which all slayed. Right, and they'll probably release it, what, November is it due? It's due November 23rd. Oh, Thanksgiving just weekend. Just in time for Christmas. Get oh. those new princess dolls out to the Disney stores. It'll kill. Yep, Absolutely. Any other movies you wanted to mention? I just want to, I have a couple of more artsy films that sure. I saw. Two more. I mentioned, we mentioned this before briefly. Arrival, the sci-fi movie about aliens coming. Oh, it's, yeah. It's on the slate for November 11th, but at the same time, Wikipedia's 2016 in film article and IMDb's coming soon page both did not have it listed. Hmm. So I'm not sure if it's in limited release. So I'm not sure that's the right date, but Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker... Looks really good. Same director as Prisoners and Sicario. I really like sci-fi. I like grounded sci-fi. And that's a lot of sci-fi we've been getting lately. So I'm in on that. More yeah. sci-fi. 1221. Passengers. That looks awesome. Chris Pratt. Jennifer Lawrence. There's no way that movie's bad. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> There's no way that movie's bad. Coming out in December. Week after Rogue One. They're confident as shit in it. You know I'm not the biggest J-Law fan. I know you're not. This movie looks fucking awesome. I mean... The the trailer I think is set up perfectly too because at first you think it's like a rom, like a space rom com yeah or something like that like a futuristic like oh meet cute and then as it gets a little bit creepier a little bit creepier yeah. until at the end it's like we woke up for a reason yeah it's like oh what yeah. is it and I if you don't know it. that that's a movie about people on like a, a ship going to like a faraway planet and they're in like stasis and yeah. then these two wake up some along those lines the only two that wake up I'll say it right now there's no way that movie's bad no that that's gonna be huge. And, of course, Rogue One. We mentioned that before. Yeah. So, Definitely so in. Yeah, just a couple of movies I wanted to say. Keep your eyes out for. Might get some Oscar buzz. Manchester by the Sea. It was a Sundance darling. It was bought for $10 million by Amazon Studios. So I'm not sure if it will be released in theaters or if it will be just released through Amazon. Interesting. Interesting. It's like a Beast of No Nation Netflix deal. Exactly. Casey Affleck stars in it. Kyle Chandler and Michelle Williams are also in it. And Lucas Hedges, who was in Moonrise Kingdom, plays uh, a is he, is he the lead kid in Moonrise? Uh, with red hair. It would make sense. Moonrise is 2012, so yeah. he's probably a teenager now, yeah. And basically what happens, or what you can get from the premise, Casey Affleck's brother, who I think is Kyle Chandler, dies, and Casey Affleck has to take care of Lucas Hedges, and it's about their relationship and how they reconcile Sounds that. Sounds Oscar-y. Sounds pretty, yeah, exactly. La La Land, uh, with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, has a very... Great early buzz, Sundance yeah. stuff. It's a musical, it has a lot of bright colors. It looks kind of like Singing in the Rain. Which Emma, is a, Emma Stone's getting great remarks for her singing, which previously was not really shown. I mean, she's she's wonderful. She should she should be talked about more, I feel like. She's talent. And I, her, think I, I think we know she's talent. Yeah, and we her, saw her, in Bird her and Ryan Gosling together just have great chemistry. Yeah. Loving Jeff Nichols. Uh, director of Midnight Special, mm-hmm. which we talked about, SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. That's a movie you need to see. Yeah, absolutely. He directs a movie with Joel Edgerton and Ruth Nega, who's in Preacher, and it's about a 1958 interracial couple that gets in prison for their love. That will probably also yeah. get some... I really want to see that. We didn't talk about Birth of a Nation. We did not. Due out October 7th. Dave, do you want to kind of give the backstory on what's going on with this? Because there's been like a lot of... Yeah, it's about the Nat Turner slave rebellion which has not really been done on screen before. 
It's a really good story anyway. And it set the record for most profitable movie at Sundance. Upwards of, was it? Oh, 17 million. It, it, it's essentially 17 million in advanced press screenings, which aren't even like, usually don't even cost money. Yeah, that's that's crazy. insane. Phenomenal reviews, got Gabrielle Union in it. Uh, Nate Parker stars in it, right? Uh, yeah, he stars as Nat Turner. Yeah. Problem is, there's a huge controversy surrounding star director Nate Parker because a older sexual rape case from 1999, from 1999 back when he was a college student, has a resurfaced due to the victim's passing. Nate Parker was not convicted of sexual assault, but his friend was. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really detailed story. Uh, I don't really want to say too much more about this because there's so much to talk about. There's so many angles. There's a ton of good pieces about that. But you know, you never want to take that kind of stuff lately at all. But it just kind of it does really suck that unfortunately this is going to take away from a movie that people were really, really high on. Yeah. Because how how can it not? Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot you can't really separate those two things. You because you just you're saying oh this movie success is more important than sexual assault. And, she right. can't do that. And especially because in the movie, there's apparently a pretty brutal rape scene. Which I'm guessing has to, because it, there's obviously the slave owners and the slaves, I'm guessing it has to be something along those lines. I can't say for certain. Makes sense. Seen it. Contextually. But yeah, it's it's hard and it's, it's definitely a bummer. I can see this really hurting at the Oscars. Yeah, um, that, that's already being predicted. Yeah, it's too bad. But that, that could also open the door for something like Loving by Je- Jeff Nichols sure. to kind of take that place. But... We'll see. I mean, it'll probably still be a good movie, something you should check out, but... Yeah, I I still do want to see it, you know, that being said. Interestingly enough, just looking here, it has 96% on Rotten Tomatoes for the people that have seen it. Only 4.9% on IMDb. (laughs) So... Classic. We we talked about this in the past pod, but just stupid. (laughs) Well, IMDb, you can log in right now, and as soon as a movie is available for any kind of screening, you can vote on it, as if you saw it. Exactly. Totally lie. So, uh, how IMDb many, user rating is so stupid. How many of these are influenced how many is by it? what's How many votes is it? A few thousand? Yeah, from 1,786 users. Yeah. Metacritic has a 76 out of 100. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, the, the last one I want to talk about, this is a, it doesn't have a set date, but The God, Scorsese, yes. possibly has a movie coming out at the end of the year. People are saying he might try to get it in. To be at the next Oscars. He usually does release movies at the end of the year. Hugo and Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. his last two were at the end of the year. It's called Silence. It yep. has Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Liam Neeson, and you need to say this one because you know I'm going to get the name wrong. Kieran Hines? K- Kieran Hines? I, Kieran I actually Hines? don't know. He's Mance Raider in Game of Thrones. That guy. He's in Harry Potter too. And apparently they play some Jesuit priests who go over to Japan in the 17th century and try to... Uh, convert people and shit goes wrong yeah. so it's it might be like over three hours they're saying it might be like three and a half so i sometimes get really skeeved out when i see like religious shit gone wrong on screen yeah it's, so i have a feeling that's gonna like that's gonna be kind of kind of touch some nerves there and we all know scorsese can do violence in a really intense way <laughs> yeah. might be a good way to say it have you ever seen goodfellas or even the, the departed is another one um and literally anything yeah, yeah. Well, like, Anything. Wolf Wall Street wasn't too violent. Not violent, sure. That was, but that place is violence with extra uh, drugs and profanity. Yeah, yeah, vulgarity. But yeah, that that'd be something to check out. Definitely, will get a lot of publicity if he does release it this year. Yeah. Basically, uh, all I'm waiting for is Christopher Nolan's uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Oh I just, my I just god! Want Dunkirk, yeah, dude. Shout out Harry Styles. He's in that. Yeah, and and that, if that, Christopher that's... Nolan cast Harry Styles, Harry Styles is, is really a talent. <laughs> and shout out whoever did that trailer because that trailer it's only a teaser in, too. Yeah, in theaters, you're like, oh, the sound of the planes coming, awesome. Oh, like, 
soldiers just scared out of their minds. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fucking awesome. So tweet at us whatever movies you're, you're excited to see, whatever movies you do see, whatever movies you want us to talk about on here. That's because right. we will basically do whatever our viewers tell us to as long as you help us out. So give us a rating on iTunes, soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod. You can find all the links through there. Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, we're not on Podcast One, right? Podcast One, what's that? I think it's a network. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be on there someday, but not yet. I reached out to Arc 15, and they only do Enterprise, but we're on the waiting list. All right. Nice. <laughs> nice. IMDb sucks. 2016 in film <laughs> Wikipedia article, way better. And, Seriously. Yeah, why don't we just wrap it up there, because I don't even think I have anything better than that. You should just end with IMDb sucks. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about probably Mr. Robot finale next week. We should probably talk about Vice Principals update that. We haven't looked at that in a while. It ended last it Sunday. End. Yeah, and other things will happen in the week. Atlanta's it's still going. Network TV's about to come back. Right, so maybe we'll talk about and a little... Maybe we'll mention some things we're watching. Yeah, absolutely. So check us out next week. We're out. I need to be sucked. And this year's been a long round, so I gotta go. It's logic. The one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?